I came to realize in society and where we're moving towards, there's so many different truths that people have, right? Whether it's beliefs or whether it is the way that you're operating in. And at least in my framework of mine, I believe there's one truth and I believe everything else is an error. That's according mm. to me. That's what I believe. And the reason why I think there is, is because I think there's fallacy that comes with people's perspective of what they believe truth is, right? Truth can be subjective. Yo, 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 drop the you are not tuned in the flame Yo, what's going on? It's DJ Brainstorm. Yo, Black Pop, come on this thing. This has been Joy. Katie, this is Gabby. This is Talk It Out. Yo, what's good? It's your boy Q from Chopping Up with Q and the Critical Dub Network, and you are tuned in to the Flavor Routine. Yeah. It's official, man. Now, here's your host, D-Murph. Let's do it. World, I know they like Murph. You boy, we miss you, Murph. We love you, Murph. You you find a way to keep us entertained, and I do. However, as I come back with fierce, with this certain uh, level of gratitude, it, it's nothing like connecting with brothers. First time guests to ever bless uh, the Flagrant Two platform, but we do have a podcaster. A Christian philosopher, a triple major, which I got to hit on that because I only did one major and it took a lot out of me. But this brother was able to do three of them and, and, and just still just, man, just took it to a whole nother level. And when we talk about that podcast, it's something that you guys and ladies will definitely enjoy. Uh, reside in the East Coast. We might even hit on some sports. We just going to talk just from one brother to another brother and just Give you guys some content to chew on and, and, and to, to, to marinate in your spirit. But world, help me welcome Brother Jonathan Drayton to the Flagrant 2. What's up, brother? What up? What up? What up? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on. No I'm, problem. And I must say, man, I'm a new subscriber to your, your podcast, and I think you're doing a phenomenal job. You're running a good ship here. Oh, man, appreciate that. And no world listens. I did not pay him to do that. Y'all know me. I'm just being me, you know. So, no, I, I really appreciate the support, man. Where do I start? So for me as a podcaster, like you, I was able to listen to some episodes, man. And, and, and you know, again, as I walk through this journey called life, that's the beauty of it. I'm still figuring out answers and finding things out. What was it for you to to decide, you know what, I have a voice and two, a voice that people will listen to and two, you know, what? I want to start a podcast. Well, I think the most important thing that I wanted to kind of get out there is I wanted to, you know, give people some exposure, a different perspective. I'm also looking at my age group. And one of the most important things that I noticed was that, you know, we're information rich, but we're poor in wisdom. Right. Say that one more time. One more time. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're rich. We're rich in information, but we're poor in wisdom and how we execute it, how we apply it. And one of the things I thought that I need to do was to, you know, share some of my ideas, some of my thoughts, some of the things that have changed my life and perpetuated me to a place where I believe that I'm making my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ proud of me, right? And also my family proud of me. And I think the most important thing was wanting to leave a legacy behind, right? So there are some that write books. There are some that have different sources to where if you know you pass or you do go into the next life for me i believe it's heaven or in the waiting place 
you know, you want people to be left with information that can help transform their lives or help point them in the right the right direction where they can be transformed in some kind of way. And this is kind of what I wanted to do. This is something that I was passionate about, something that I believed wholeheartedly it was a conviction out of preference for me. And therefore, you know, I decided to get started with this. Right. I think the beautiful thing, too, also is that some people have the ability to work a job and also do their passion at the same time right whether there's some that are athletes that are able to play a game that they love and then also with their finances be able to start different programs and different things for help people or there are pastors that are able to dive into god's word and also make a living off of it for me it was just purely off of this is something i want to do from you know from the bottom of my heart while also pursuing my career and to actually be a lawyer so this was something that i thought i could do and then maybe they're intertwined maybe they correlate at one point later but this is something i thought i needed to do and well, i'm proud of the journey yeah yeah thank you for doing that when it comes to there's a few things that they tell us most people is things you don't talk about religion and money and you talking about religion or Spirituality, you know what I mean? So for you to decide, you know what, I'm gonna put it out there regardless of what's gonna be said. You didn't let that stop you from what you know in your heart what was best. Cause it is a lot of hurting people that's out there today that's tuning in right now, excited to have you on, that's gonna check out the truth of the matter is. And how did you come up with that title? Mm -hmm. so first and foremost i wanted to kind of put out there so i know a lot of people you know kind of gravitate to you know the things that i'm saying from a religious perspective but i view it more of a, of a relationship a relationship perspective that's good. right and i think that's much more important that it's not the entity that drags you to it but it's more the relationship that you're hoping to get out of it because in a relationship you can built upon a lot of great things and along with that you have something to hold on to so i subscribe to the life and person of jesus christ and therefore i think all the religiosity that's centered around it where people have this belief that jesus is a religious figure where in fact he never proclaimed himself as a religious figure he actually called himself a king right mm. so i think there's a misconception about that and quickly before i get into how i got the title oh, do your thing brother thing. You, you're yeah. helping some people out right thing. now go ahead <laughs> it's the same thing with god and his relationship with abraham he called him a friend so i think when we get to this religious stuff and we look at the ritual practices and we look at the traditional aspect of it we don't tend to focus enough on the fellowship aspect that we have That's good. with christ right and we learned that in first john that there's an introduction and trying to invite us to a relationship that we can have with god and i think through that relationship i think it's much more profound and it's much more it's much more something that you could probably hold more tight towards versus all these rules and regulations that we understand that are put into place so that chaos won't won't run rapid but that you understand that the whole important aspect of having the relationship is that, you know, that God's not out there, you know, making note of every mistake that you made. Right. But that eventually in time you progress into changing into being the person that he created you to be. Right. That he called us to be to experience salvation, not wrath. Right. So how the podcast got started is, you know, I came to realize in society and where we're moving towards 
there's so many different truths that people have, right? Whether it's beliefs or whether it is the way that you're operating in. And at least in my framework of mine, I believe there's one truth and I believe everything else is an error. That's according mm. to me. That's what I believe. And the reason why I think there is, is because I think there's fallacy that comes with people's perspective of what they believe truth is, right? Truth can be subjective, but I believe that in order for things to flow correctly in the order that God created, there has to be one truth and everything else has to be a lie, right? And the reason why I say that is because in the world, there are many different religious religions, right? There are many different belief systems, but they all can't be true. Now they have forms of truth, that's obvious. But the question is, how do you determine the difference between the two? And at least to me, what I discovered is, you know, I believe scripture is Holy Spirit breathed. I believe it's inspired word of God. Jesus made a proclamation that's different from every other belief system, right? And in the gospel of John chapter 14, verse six, he says, I am the way the truth and the life no one can come to the father except through me that's a powerful declaration because what For that sure. does is it kind of shuns the belief system of everything else right another thing most belief systems tell you that you know strive to be a good person that a good person will get you into heaven in christianity or being a follower of christ it's stated and romans is also stated that jesus said no one is good except God in heaven. So this this understanding of goodness or this understanding of good, I think is misunderstood because good comes from what we surmise that a person is based upon the things they do outwardly, right? So charity work, you That's know, good. being kind and generous. But Inside. the, the yeah. goodness that what we need to identify is the goodness within your heart that only God can see. And we learned that in first Samuel chapter 16, verse seven, where he says that men look out the outward appearances, but I look at the heart. So what's going on within your heart is the question that we have to access us when we think about the choices we make. We think about the motives that we have. And therefore, you can't fool nobody. You can't fool God. You can fool people, but you can't no. fool God. Right. <laughs> right. So I think people get this misconception that because you do all these great things you're a good person right that's what you're telling yourself mm. but i believe when christ came he came to address the human heart to give us a responsive heart so then the goodness that we have within can then dwell outside of us right and i think that's the misconception so all these belief systems that believe in karma doing good things you know good deeds good deeds are important Right. But I do believe that your heart has to be transformed from inwardly. So then everything else that happens outwardly is the work that was done to your heart. And I think that would end a lot of the different things. So I look at the problems in societies because we have a heart problem, racism, mm. you know, jealousy, all these mm. different schools of thought that are rooted in hating someone else's success and and finding different tactics to kind of tear them down. It's because something's going on in your heart that needs to be addressed. And I believe the only person that addresses that is Jesus Christ. And that's how I came to what I believe the truth is. And I don't believe any other belief system that exists addresses that particular thing. So that's that's one of the reasons why I call it the truth of the matter is because there are many truths. But I believe that phrase is what someone says when they've come to a conclusion in a conversation or a dialogue like you know what truth of the matter is this and for me <laughs> right <laughs> and i believe that's the reason why i i thought it would be a good catchphrase 
and it's you know foundationally built off of the word of god so yeah man that's powerful brother again thank you for sharing that more to come i got that one listener like murph you should have told us we need a pen in the pad well, i'm telling you now yes because we're gonna get some scriptures i got a few questions on some scriptures that i use hey y'all know i'm a paraphraser i'm a you know i'm gonna tweak some stuff but it's like brother jonathan said it's my heart y'all know my heart in the right place um earlier in the introduction I said that you were a triple major. Is that correct? Yes. Like, like, like I, I got to get to the root of that. Like, that's a lot. So, like, I mean, that's three majors. Like, three. One, two, three. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about it, man. Let's let's go from step one. You know, I'm gonna just do one. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe two, but three. I, I break break it down mm-hmm. for the listeners, brother. Please. So, I think the misconception is. When you go and you get your college degree, you have something called as a minor and you have electives. Yep. So all I did was instead of take electives, which is like, you know, they say you go to college and you're trying to discover or figure out what you want to do in life. And some of it is just being adventurous in some, you know, what they call as electives. So that might be maybe a photograph class, right? That might be an art class. That might be, you know, I'm curious in this. Let me just take an introduction to this course here. All I did was I put all my focus on the three majors. So it was philosophy, history, political science philosophy because you know philosophy is a well well respected Mm -hmm. study because people are trying to discover or figure out how to think right and that's one of the things i learned from philosophy now i didn't i wasn't all down for all the content right some of the content okay i'm just making sure that's what i'm asking (laughs) (laughs) right like I, i i'll share i'll share something to you so there's two philosophers that i came across one i think is profound in a statement he made well and then there's another one that's just way out there so i'll start mm-hmm. with the one who was way out there there was a philosopher by the name of heidegger who's a german philosopher and a lot of his ideas are very selfish right individualistic very just like the way that you think about the human person is just it's it's profound to make sense logically but when you really think about it it's very is is very it's like the worship of a of a human right so i'll tell you what he said he created this idea called design which is human existence and what he will say is that as a human being any type of room you walk into or any sort of thing you put your hands on you give it purpose so if there's a pen across the room, he will say that the pen doesn't exist until you go pick it up, right? And that's like the existence of the pen outside of its purpose that has to do with you. So he believed human beings gave things around them purpose. And then once he departed, it had no purpose anymore outside of your usage. So that's Ugh. cool logically, but then it's kind of like, you know, I believe that all things serve a purpose, whether I come and I touch it or not. Right. So there's the idea where you, you're you're like you're like on the fringe where you get the idea. But yeah. then it's like the mitigated goal, the audacity to say that you yourself provides the purpose to these things that exist. And if you don't provide purpose, then it doesn't have purpose outside of you. And I'm like, I don't know about that. But it was a very interesting, you know, very interesting conclusion he came up with. Now, there is one that I think came up with some great things, Aristotle, and he talked about three types of friendships, friendship of unity, friendship of pleasure, friendship of goodness. I think that's good stuff, right? 
And so the friendship of you is the relationship based upon how you can benefit one another. So I look at a barber as a friendship of unity because two things are happening there. One, he's getting financial support to make a living based on money I give him that he provides a service to me. That's a friendship, mm -hmm. right? Now, I may not know the ins and outs of everything about him, but Aristotle broke down the purpose of your interaction and why you continuously come together, right? It's the service that's being passed on and it's the benefit of your appearance that's being enhanced. I like that idea. Mm -hmm. Friendship of goodness, he said, well, let me start with the, the friendship of pleasure has to do with how someone comes into your life and provides some sort of excitement and happiness even though it might be temporary so you might have a, a friend that you go to the movies with you might have a, a friend that you go to work out with you might have a friend that have a conversation every now and then that's a friendship of pleasure i believe we have those all the time does that mean that i know everything about them no but what i do know is we both share something in common and that's mm -hmm. the reason why we're friends and then the last one is the friendship of goodness and that speaks more for the length and period of time that you have with somebody and the time that gets established and how long you've known them and therefore you know the ins and outs of them and therefore that is a friend that kind of brings everything that you ever need in life and those are very few we're talking three two the ones you count on your fingers yeah. beautiful thing and the last thing he said that i thought made sense to me and kind of like put me on my journey he said at the intersection of life lies your gifts talents and abilities and then there lies your purpose so that's beautiful because what he's speaking about is that whatever your God has equipped you with, that will put you on your journey to serve whatever your purpose is in life. Where we can say, God can say, well done, well done, good and faithful servant. And you say, live a life worthy of your calling, right? So that means God, whatever you do in life, whatever you think you ought to do, God has Give, gifted you with those abilities to either serve the kingdom or serve yourself right gifts are without repentance so it doesn't matter how you utilize them but god has equipped you to make a difference in the world around you or a difference in the world where people can gravitate towards him because the relationship he has with you that then rubs off on others so those are just some of the ideas that i learned from philosophy and most people say well what about what, what's the thing about philosophy how can they coexist with a christian and i said well philosophy is a level of wisdom and i believe wisdom is the beginning is the knowledge that you get in regards to god so there's a passage in proverbs chapter 9 verse 10 that says the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom now that word fear there most people will say i, I don't understand it so i think what has value to god's word is original language so fear actually means reverence to someone or something so the fear of the Lord, the reverence of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So for me as a Christian, I believe that, you know, Christian and philosopher can coexist. They don't have to be diametrically opposed, right? Or they don't have to be mutually exclusive. They mm -hmm. can put, they, they can be put together. The only difference for me is God's word is foundation for me in regards to what I believe. So I don't color outside of those lines of what I believe is true right for some people their source of information is to try to do it away from god right so they want their wisdom and knowledge to be obtained separate from god but for me i believe anything we move in operation away from god just leads to death ultimately at the end of the day and we could talk about that but yeah so no that's good man and i i have that one listener though jonathan that's like so i have gifts but I didn't really use it 
So can I go back to using my gifts or or I've lost my gifts to what I thought I once had? I don't have it no more. What are your takes? Or what are your thoughts based on your experience when people either don't utilize their gifts to their full potential or they just quote unquote or, or they just lose their gifts? What are your thoughts about that and why so do I think, people have that? Yeah, question? So I, I think sometimes when we the way the system has been put into place. Is that you go into an education system that forces you to do what they're requested. And what tends to happen is you don't tap into what you believe you're good at because you're so fixated on living in the system. Come on now. Right. So there's this book that I'm reading that I've read, and it's called The Secret Businesses of the Bible by Daniel Latham. And it kind of gave me some insight to why Jewish people are so successful. They're so successful because they everyone within their community support one another so there's this big book of of different people within their community that they're mechanics there's designers there's you know actors all these different things within their community and they only support themselves they don't go outside their community so they keep it within the community and therefore they don't believe in what we do now when people engage and do multiple different things you can come to me for multiple different things what they've done is whatever you're good at everyone comes to you so if you're a mechanic everyone's coming to your mechanic shop you don't go outside the community to go to a mechanic shop like us we engage in if you're black you might go to a hispanic uh you know spot oh if i want food i might go to a mexican spot right mm -hmm. the jews kind of keep that wrapped where anything you need, someone's gifted and talented in that area, and therefore we support our own, and that's why the wealth stays in that community. And I think that's what's been important for African Americans, you know. Now it's just like you keep the dollar in your own your own businesses, keep the dollar in your own community because it can grow, it can grow much better. But for us, right, we, if we want our nails done, we go to the Asian people, mm -hmm. right? If we want Chinese food, we go to the Chinese person, right? And that's great in terms of community growth, in terms of from a large, you know, world spectrum, but it's not good in terms of the flourishing of your own community, where if you keep the dollar growing in your own community, you can, it can grow and it can expand, it can be helpful and successful. And I think we can move much more of the people, but we don't have that way of thinking these days. But the Jews have kept that way of thinking for a very long time. And that's the reason why they are in a position that they're in, right? And Daniel Latham says that any sort of gift and talent that you have, there's a business that, that can be growing out of that. But I think a lot of us don't realize that. So when we go to these systems like college, but that ain't got nothing to do with school. Yeah. And you can get the college education. So I think what it is, is there's an individual that I met on Podmatch. He actually runs the Alex Sanfilippo. And I had a whole conversation with him. And he explained to me when he was young, he had like three, four different business opportunities he was doing before he even did college, any of that. Now, I understand for some people, you know, that are financially you know, it's kept, it keeps pouring within the community that they can make mistakes. And I know mm -hmm. as a black person, man, if you're going to take a risk, yeah, just know you you might be bankrupt. They're going to be yeah. some, <laughs> right. And it's going to be some problems. But for some people, they'll try three, four different opportunities and then they hit on one. And guess what? Then they become extremely successful without having to get in debt with school. Some of it starts at a young age. But what he taught me is that having people back you 
for you to come up with a successful business idea is what made him successful mm. right and i had nothing to do with it so sometimes it's about sitting there and figuring out what are you passionate about what are you good about and i believe once you figure that out then i believe you should thrive in what are you passionate about and good at because i believe that's what god equips you to do so if you and and if you think that there's something that you're good at that you haven't tapped into that you want to tap into i think you should right you never know what it can come and in this life now multiple sources of income is encouraged right and that's, that's kind of where we're moving into now it's like hey you can have this college education but what's it going to do for you know generational wealth how's that going to happen so i don't think it's ever too late okay. if you always have the opportunity to circle back and figure that out and you don't want to be a system person either because yeah. guess what once you enter a business or organization and they no longer need your sources your, your services anymore you're gonna be out that's good you know yeah, that's real so, yeah. good and for those first-time listeners thank you for tuning in to avid listeners what up and, and to jonathan's point um i took a from 23 22 23 to 36 figuring myself out like uh, am I just gonna work go home spend time with the family until I was like erupted in my own world I'm gonna use my voice I don't know how I don't know what I'm gonna use my voice I've been using my voice ever since I can remember I was always the outspoken kid outspoken teenager outspoken young adult you know playing basketball and being you know in the community and then just looking to change pace and didn't want to consider myself as that you know jock who needed basketball or who needed some type of platform such as that to really be himself until to your point you know what i'm gonna start a podcast and talk about sports and 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 how my faith and and, and walk of life you know can combine everything into you know where it is today so ultimately yeah i, I do agree with you um i kept the faith because there were moments i was like mm. Come on, Lord. I'm going to challenge you on this. You know, you brought me, you know, the ability to play the game at a very high, you know, um, high, high rate, be very successful, travel the world, earn a degree without having, you know, debt. And now once I was done, it was like I'm working. The systematic go to work, go home, maybe take a vacation, just kind of like not really fulfilling their purpose in life until I just said, God, I need you to give me that same excitement that you once allowed me to have traveling, doing what I love to do, fulfilling my purpose, so to speak, to where I can eat, sleep, and walk this thing out. Yeah, back to using my voice, doing a podcast seven years later. So, you know, to your point, and for that one listener out there, man, yeah, you know, if you don't use it, it can potentially, you know, be lost, but at the same time. To Jonathan's point, you it's never too late. You can revisit. So I just want to inspire that person and encourage that person that it's okay to have that gap to where you're still not sure. But if it's something strong within for you to do it, you know, just give it mm-hmm. a try and you know see what mm-hmm. comes from it. Yeah, if there's anything else I can motivate and, and encourage someone is you know the big thing for a lot of people this year has been revival or renewal, right? Going into the new year now obviously for me i don't believe in new year's resolution i believe in themes for the year right there you go. as long as the 
theme of hoping to accomplish sets out it's viewed much more from a large perspective so as long as i'm touching that theme i think i'm successful i think right in the book of proverbs chapter 20 you know verse 25 it speaks about those who make vows to later reconsider those vows and that's the reason why you don't make vows to god because we're humans of habit it takes a while for you to break certain things that you do and then they're on top of it yes. to be telling god i promise i'm not going to do this again <laughs> broke, broke the vow like that's why you don't make vows yeah right so there's something I like that, that i learned in life you know change is the only constant and there are three different things that i've learned in this process of how change can happen it happens in time it happens in crisis and it happens in productivity so mm. i'll touch on those it happens in time because we learn in, in the book of luke chapter 2 verse 52 that jesus grew in stature and favor with god and with man right but that's a time right his ministry only lasted three and a half years and his knowledge and understanding grew over time so anytime you're you're looking to change you have to know that change is not a pro is not an event it's a process mm -hmm. if you think it's an event then you're not giving yourself enough time and, and i know my god to be a god of process right so anytime he he looks for you to morph and change into who he created you to be it's not going to happen overnight right rome wasn't built in the day so it's not your habit and so it's not your body it takes time if you go to the gym it's the same concept right so i'll go from a biblical example to a worldly example people who want to lose a certain amount of weight right that takes time mm -hmm. anytime you're trying to do a diet that takes time right your body has to get accustomed to what you're feeding it your lifestyle has to get accustomed to what you're trying to do doesn't happen at a, at, a, at a drop of a dime or a snap of a finger the other thing that has to happen is so i mentioned time now i mentioned crisis the reason why crisis is important because it forces you to change the circumstances that you're in forces you to adapt to do something different and i'll give you an example there's a passage in second kings chapter four and there's this conversation that Elijah is having with a woman and both of us two sons are potentially being sold into slavery. And that's due to the debt of the father. Now, what happens is what Elijah does is Elijah says, go into your home and find something of value. So what does she find? A glass of olive oil. So he said, go and find jars in your home and in your community. So she brings the jars. So he says, take that olive oil and pour it into the jars. And what happened is Elijah said, something within your home that is of value is an olive oil. And then I bless and poured into each jar. So it became a flow of oil that was able to fill all the jars. So she had to come to realize that her ability to not only pay the debt of her husband and to make sure that her children were safe and to live off of it, it was required based upon something in the home that she had that he blessed that god blessed through him that gave her the ability to be successful so sometimes it's realizing that the gift and the talents and the abilities and the things you have you have them you just haven't tapped into them you haven't found them so that's why crisis sometimes forces you to reevaluate your choices your decisions who you are and then when you do that then you attack things full force and finally i'll mention so productivity when it comes to plant growth right there's a passage 
in Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 when it says don't become weary in doing good for you will reap a harvest if you don't give up so anything that has to do with plant growth it takes time and sometimes leaves fall off that's the evidence of some form of crisis but you don't get worried and things that are happening bad you don't get frustrated you keep going you keep striving to be better and eventually that plant grows and blossoms into something amazing where it produces fruit it produces some sort of thing so that productivity is what you're you're hoping to get out of what you're trying to grow and therefore you understand that it's a process it goes through stages and i believe in life we live our lives on levels and we arrive in stages so sometimes things happen later in your years Something sometimes things happen later in years. If you go through if you go to Genesis and you read the story of Joseph, there's different timelines of what happened. In the beginning of his life, he was sold into slavery because his brothers were envious of his gift. He was in jail for two years plus. And it wasn't until God brought him through all that in a state God was with him through that process. So then he became second in charge. And he then talked about he don't he had a kid. And a wife and he talked about I don't even remember what happened to me at that time. <laughs> right? That's what yeah. God does sometimes. He brings you through all these things and and you know, one of the reasons why I started the podcast is because wherever I'm gonna end up, I think the journey should still be marketed. Because most people look at the success but don't know what you've been through, don't know how Man. long it took, right? <laughs> so I know I'm dropping a lot of stuff, but no, that, no, no, that's, no. That's, I'm laughing because yeah. I've been doing okay. it for seven years now. I can, yeah. it, and people still, like mm-hmm. you said, they just, oh man, you, you know, where did you come from? Like, man, you're overnight <laughs> success. Uh, 2016 went through a couple yeah. of jobs and had a, uh, well, I didn't have it, but uh, one of my my youngest was born in 2017. So I've had a lot of transformations since I've opened, you know, decided to do the mic. So that's why I was laughing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can look at that Romans 8, 28. All things work together who look to those who love the Lord and accord according to his purpose. So you have to understand in life sometimes there's stages of what you're going through and there'll be some tough times. There'll be some relief and eventually there'll be some success. Some people don't realize 25 years old used to be your prime years. It switched from 25 to 37 because now there's the incorporation of businesses, different things, mm-hmm. different adventures you have. And now that wisdom that you've that you've maintained. Right. And I believe wisdom is the ability to discern and the courage to choose what is good from what is evil. So there's an understanding or what's beneficial from what is temporary. There's an understanding that when you're going through these periods and times, God's with you, there's going to be some hardships. But then when you come out, you're going to be better than what you were before. And then you can speak to it. And I think people have to realize life, you're going to go through some things. If you think that you're going to walk through life and nothing's going to happen to you, you're in the wrong business. Right. That's 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 just part of the life. So that's how I measure change. So no matter what you're going through, understand it's part of the process. It can be used as a material, whatever it is. Just understand that God is going to use it all. Everything. That's good, man. That's great, actually. Now, where did your sense of spirituality come from? Was it your father, mom, grandparents, uncle? Like, where did that come about? It just don't happen just like we said overnight. It was some or who was that person or what was that thing that made you, you know what? I want to dive a little bit deeper into what's been presented to me. Well, so I was raised Christian by both my parents. However, 
this personal interaction, this personal relationship thing didn't develop yet. Mm. And it didn't develop yet because I had a hard time trying to understand. So I would go to church or I would see people talk about their experiences with God. And it was hard to kind of put a point of finger to what it actually was. Okay. Right. Because you know how it is. Some people say church folks are playing. Some people say, you know, we don't know for sure what's going on there. And I like to be authentic and honest. But what changed my life is when I got into his word, when I started reading it for myself. Gotcha. Okay. And then I wanted to inspire others to do that. Right. Because there's a difference between and I and I point this out in an episode that I did. I think it's episode 71 on my podcast. The truth of the matter is there's a difference between God proven and God revealed God proven it speaks more to you know statistics facts different sources of history to validate God's presence to you God revealed is something that happens between I'll say I believe I see it I understand it I got clarity on it and it was in the book of the gospel of Luke chapter 24 when Jesus was on the road to Damascus talking to two of his disciples and they didn't recognize him but he said the whole Old Testament was written and reflects me. But he had to show them in the scriptures where it did. And then they understood. So, you know, bless, you know, Jesus said, blessed are those who hear, who haven't seen and still believe. Right. So a lot of us, based on the naked eye, our understanding of God comes about miracles and speaking of tongues and different experiences that people have that we see. That's what people would call evidence. But the revealing of God is different because what it is, is, you know, he's true in some form or way, in some fashion within yourself. You just need a reason. Trust. Right. And that's what faith is. Faith is the substance of things, hopeful, the evidence of things not seen. But there's a reason to believe. So like in Hebrews 11, there's a whole hall of faith, I call it, of different individuals that had reason to believe God. And when you read God's word, it provides reason after reason based upon these people's testimonies on why you should believe God. So if you're looking for motivation, encouragement, inspiration, it comes from the writings that were written about these people to show you that God was present with them. And so he would be present with you. But you have to kind of gauge and understand that much more. And, and that's why the word is put here. So you can see that. Right. It's not always an experience thing that you see happen for someone else, right? It has to happen within you. And I had to get that affirmity that, hey, where can I hear God's voice? And you hear it in the word because he provides direction, guidance on how to approach things and people and situations that arrive. And once you do that, the Holy Spirit brings back the things you read back to your remembrance when things occur, right? So I'll give you a quick example. In the book of James, it says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry because human anger is not the righteousness that God our father desires. I had to understand what that meant, but it told me that in predicaments, you don't in the book of James, it says you don't fight fire with fire or insult with insult. But instead, the response that you have, you have to be discerning. You have to understand when I think about periods and times of suffering, in the book of James Right. It says, consider it pure joy when you face trials and tribulations and know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish his work so you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If anyone lacks anything, let them ask God who gives generously without finding fault. 
And one more verse, Romans chapter 5, verse 3 through 5 says, Rejoicing your suffering, because suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character. Character produces hope. And hope does not put you to shame because the Holy Spirit has been poured out onto you. So it's through these different verses that give you the direction and the mentality that you ought to have. And then the Holy Spirit, like just now, reminds me of the verse. So then I'm approaching things in a much more, you know, respectable, honorable heart that God has left in order for me to address things correctly. But it started with me reading his word and getting familiarized with it and allowing it to become a part of me. So then I become a walking Bible where I don't have to look for a page right. on what God says, but it's now within my heart. It's written on my heart and it's, it's written on my mind. And then I handle things the right way. And one of the things, man, I want to add to that. I had an OG because as you now collaborating with me, I, I have a fiery personality on a positive note, just, you know, full of energy. Like I said, very outspoken. And the OG told me, paraphrase it, the, the James verse, you know, quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. Because initially when I was coming up, I wouldn't listen. I'm speaking. I'm, I wouldn't even take time to listen. So for me at a younger age, that particular verse presented to me by the, by the OG was like, you know, Murph or Derek in this case. It's okay. It's, you don't have to <laughs> always fight fire with fire. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. just take it in, gather your thoughts, you know, just kind of dissect and pinpoint the direction you, you know, want to mm-hmm. go instead of, like you said, putting fire with fire. So definitely yeah. want to uh, encourage that that listener and, and the audience to say, hey, even if you don't know verse by verse or word by word for those verses, you can still what's in your heart. Take it, implement it, and, and it'll definitely it'll hit you when the times when it's been needed. So that even to this day, that verse will hit me. I'm like, oh, Murphy, shut up, be quiet, <laughs> do not yeah, get yourself sermon. in unnecessary yeah. trouble. Un- again, unnecessary, just whatever. You're a humble guy. Just mm-hmm. I won't say give the other cheek, but at the same time, just don't get into no trouble. <laughs> yeah, be a bit more cautious with what your what your actions are. For sure. You'll see when you do that, not only things will slow down. You'll know what to do and what to say because you're engaging and you're understanding the predicament sure. and taking it for what it is. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now I got that one listen, like Murph. Now, now Jonathan, he he giving us that work now, which we need. I know I need it. I know I still do. This is a great refresher. You can never have enough. Of learning God's word But one thing though That I will admit to the world That Jonathan loves sports So we're going to talk a little bit A little bit before we before he you know leaves the show So yes world he, he, he's, he's into sports as well So I want to hit on just a couple of things Our, What's your favorite sport Do you play and or watch What would be your favorite sport Oh man I, I was a football player man I played okay. I also ran a little track But yeah I played football into college years I was a corner Hey, so we were more of a tackle, more of a cover. Like, come on, talk to me. I did both, but I would come down and hit you. (laughs) You know, especially in those cold days, you know, to stay warm, that body to body heat. So sometimes I had to come lay something on you. So, you know, that was important. Yes, sir. Yes. So now with you being out there in Brooklyn, man, um, Giants, Jets, or just a. a, a... Oh, man. I'm, I'm in the Jets stakes, man. I've been a Jets fan for a very long time. I know they've disappointed me. Right now, we in the middle of, the, you know, we got Aaron Rodgers trying. I don't even know what he's doing. We hoping that he's 
he's coming. But last year was painful, man. Like, yeah. I was, I was, I was very I, upset. I we looked that. promising and I don't know, man. That was sad. <laughs> very sad. Now, <clears throat> as I clear my throat, sometimes you have to challenge, which is what Aaron Rodgers is doing with your Jets. He wants at least, they said, two to three players from the Packers for them for the Jets for him to consider becoming your starting QB yeah I mean yes it's business but how much of that is philosophy too though yeah because from what I've understood he's trying to be comfortable he's been in, in the Green Bay Packer for 18 years it's <laughs> a long time so, yeah that's a very long time right? you can't so create habits or change habits yeah. from 18 years worth yeah. to what you said earlier about some, the, you know changing yeah, of habits marriages so, yeah. Don't even make 18 years. You're talking about <laughs> the points of 18 years, a decade, and some change. <laughs> Almost two decades. I, I, yeah. So I understand the philosophy. Like, hey, another thing is, you know, people have said he's not much of a person that likes to mentor people. So bringing players in that understands what he likes. Because, you know, there are players like Todd Brady that come in and he's in training camp. He's early. He's learning how to throw to his players. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers don't even seem like the type. Yeah, just, it just come on, seemed go, like man, he's just do. talented. He's yeah. just great. Like I'll just show up when it's time. But you gotta, you, you gotta build that core. You gotta build that connection. You gotta know what players doing what. And I think him bringing in a couple of those players will kind of help allow them to mentor some of the young players we have. Cause we got some young players that are pretty solid. Yeah, they just need some. You know, we had what two quarterbacks. One who's a rookie who just didn't know what he was doing. I don't know why we drafted him. I, I don't understand that. And then we got another one who's like, I think he's bounced around quite a bit. No mm-hmm. experience. So you got a lot of that. So they're, they're trying to do what they can, but obviously it's not producing no success. So someone who's won the Super Bowl, right? Even though they haven't been successful that much as of late, n- knows what it takes to be to win because he's won before. Mm-hmm. So bringing him in and, or listening to some of the things he does, he says, you know, might be helpful. So I understand okay. the method of his madness. That makes sense. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Few, few MVPs want to add that to 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 his resume. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. But no, brother, no. I appreciate the time, man. Um, as we wrap it up, man, you definitely you know gave me some scriptures I can continue to chew on, and um, dope collaboration, man. And and, and it's nothing wrong. As I've said to you, I'm letting this listen know now in particular, there's nothing wrong with talking about, you know, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I promise you it's not. I have no issue with it, never have and never will. Um, mm-hmm. You never know, like you said, when the time of scripture would have just hit you to where it can save or change the trajectory of your life. And I, I can be, as you can see, my hand is raised. It's definitely done uh, great for me as I've been challenged I've had my moments mm-hmm. of, of doubting him. However, look at me now stronger as the days go yeah. on because, you know, my mm-hmm. faith and, and also it's a test. You know, mm-hmm. if I test you, Murph, D Murph, are you going to stick with it or are you just going to fold and mm-hmm. fall through as the majority? Or are mm-hmm. you going to withstand, overcome this and project what you've been through to the masses? Because now they can see from wow he went from this to that who is this guy well it's jesus first and this is what helped me to get to what 
has you know allowed me to accomplish A, B, C, you know, mm-hmm. through Z. So I just want to just kind of highlight and, and, and recap the things that you said. So mm-hmm. if there's any mm-hmm. scripture, and those who don't, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say those who don't believe in Christ, that's perfectly fine. I don't want anyone to feel that you know what you believe isn't what you believe. But True. I believe when you know rubbing meets the road, and you have those sort of conversations, it's inevitable. You gotta have those conversations. But by no means am I ever gonna be disrespectful to someone. Oh, of course not. Good, good point. I'm gonna still know. respect you from a distance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just won't get my time. It's just a conviction. As... It's just a conviction for us, and it might be a preference for them, and that's okay. That's good. Know? But that's I'm always down for those conversations. Yeah. Yes, sir. And that's a very good yeah. perspective. Yep, yep, yep. As you know, as a host, sometimes you kind of get one, you know, one sided or have that one track mind. But at the same time, for those who don't believe, that's a very good point. I would definitely add to that. As Jonathan said myself, I hey, I, I've had a couple, but at the same time, as far as guests, but at the same time, it was a it was a mutual respect thing. They brought something business wise or marketing wise or something to the table to where I believe not only for myself, mainly for my audience that they can actually benefit and or learn from to where they can add, you know, it can add value to their life. So very good point. Yeah. Thanks for adding that in there. Anything else you would like to add before we uh mm-hmm. Call it a day. Yeah, so, yeah. So there's there's a saying that I always think about. You know, so I gave you one. We live our lives on levels. We arrive in stages. And another one is the quality of your thinking can determine the quality of your life. So mm. I think the battle always starts with what happens in the mind, what's going on mentally. And I think if you can get that fixated, get that figured out, I think that that can propel you to where you need to be. So, you know, your thinking changes your decision making your choices who you are how you see yourself right i think we're all created in god's image the mago day so oh just always remember that that you deserve dignity you deserve respect you deserve honor and as long as you remember what you who you are and who you were created in the image of i think that i help you a long way never forget who you are and always remember that you know god is with you no matter what the circumstances are and it's going to be used for his glory eventually so yeah amen and amen yes yes world yeah please yes give 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 this brother a round of applause i, I hear y'all clapping i'm here y'all not nodding y'all head like yo murph you murph we hey what's his podcast he gonna let y'all know where to find him email all that good stuff so on that note jonathan go ahead let them know how they can find you how they can subscribe if they have any yeah. questions a good email address yeah. or whatever they need to do to reach you yeah, so the Instagram is the truth of T M I S altogether. The truth of T M I S. That's where you can find me on Instagram. I have a Facebook group called I'm a Believer. Again, it's called I'm a Believer. And there we usually put a scripture up a day and it's a space to kind of motivate and encourage one another. And Romans just said we should be mutually encouraged by one another's faith. So seeing someone else's success and seeing how God has helped them will kind of guarantee that your blessing is on the way it's coming and then finally you know i'm not a person that can't be reached i'm a person that's always able to communicate and have conversation therefore i want to provide my email i don't believe i'm riding such a high horse that if there's questions or there's ideas or there's thoughts and there's conversations you want to have that i won't be able to have them so it's speed and this is actually you know tribute to my football life when i created this email in high there school you go. i kept it ever since Right, so it's speed S P E E D, and then it's E D at the end of it. So speed it, and then it's eight three 
at gmail.com. So it's speedit83 at gmail.com. And I usually get back to you at a reasonable time within a day, within a couple of days. I'm always there to want to talk and have some sort of a dialogue with you. Well, I appreciate that again, brother, because my listeners be like, Murph, we reached out to Jonathan. What's up with him? I've, I've had that in my history. So I, I, I trust you as a man yeah. of faith and a man of your word that you will follow up if that is the case. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You got to. Yes, sir. Right? No People doubt. People call you no out. Doubt. You got to be you got to answer the call. So, yeah. What? Yeah. Facts, facts, <laughs> facts. But world. Yes, this is Mr. Jonathan Drayton, Christian philosopher. Man of word, man of faith, just here blessing the Flagrant Two platform. Another first time guest. It's always beautiful to 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 have the 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 newcomers or the first timers just add to. Now I'm approaching almost 250 ish now. You know, a uh, guest uh, for the brand. So it's, it's something I'm forever you know grateful for and, and continuing to add as. Jonathan said best it is my thinking it is my mind the daily affirmations that has keep has kept me um, grinding this thing out and also I want to add I'll have his email I'll have where to contact uh, Jonathan on the description so that's something you can check out later on and I am believer uh, that is you said the Facebook group I am believer is there any is it spaced mm -hmm. out is it together oh it's spaced out I'm a believer I'm a believer. Okay. okay. Yeah. I am B, you know, I am a, I am a yeah. believer. Just, okay. Yes. I got some listeners that's going to follow through. I might even, no, I'm not. Mm -hmm. I am going to be mm -hmm. adding my request to the I am believer Facebook group once we get done. So if I can't find it, I'll email you, reach out. So again, brother, okay. thank you very much for those first time listeners. Again, thank you for tuning in to avid listeners. Y'all know how we do it. What up? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at it's. D Murph, you can find the Flagrant 2 on Instagram at flagrant2pod underscore. And also check out the website, www.dmurphspeaks.com, where you can just, you know, leave a note, see what I've been up to. But world, another one. Another one in the chamber. Definitely excited. And uh, hey, until next time, y'all already know how I close the show. Don't lose yourself with life problems. Stay strong and Fight the good fight. It's a lot going on. Day in and day out. Man, it's a grind. Don't lose the vision. Fight the good fight. Uh, D-Murph, you did it again Setting trends like you winning the win Fighting a good fight, sick of the sins Connecting dots now with all the pins We just trying to be good men I Adore my wife and I love my kids I never let them down, never let them frown Never let a clown take a crown Hit me cause of brown, that's okay I got the blood of a king Saw it in the dream, ain't all with the scenes Try to turn us to fiends We drowning the streams while we chasing that dream It's all about the dollar bill, y'all And stop chasing that thrill, y'all These beliefs trying to kill y'all I'm just here trying to heal y'all So listen as we work Dropping them gems now Rockin' with D-Murph Tuning in as we get it in So melanin Being better men We so adamant About the culture Sick of these vultures We in the game now Watch how we coach ya Keep your guns in the holster Love is life And that's how we approach it.